When I was in seventh grade, I had the best friend. His name was Maurice. And me and Maurice, we did every single possible thing together. We did it all. I mean, we were so close to friends that when he would be at my house, he would call my mom, mom, and my dad, dad. You're like, you remember that mom, right, Maurice? And, and when I'd be at his house, his, I would call his mom, mom, and, and his dad, dad. It was, it was, you know, this kind of this weird thing, but that's how close of friends we were. And one, one birthday that Maurice had, we decided to go paintballing. How many of you guys have ever been paintballing before? It is awesome. It is great. I grew up in the mountains, and so normally we would just kind of run around the woods and shoot each other with paintballs. But this time we went to this, like, complex in rifle. And this, this complex was really sweet because it had like this maze of, of like 10 foot uh, or eight foot high walls, but like there's no ceiling to the walls. Like you could still um, just see a top of a warehouse and you could hear in the far distance children screaming in pain, right? Like just because of the, the paintballing and, and there was towers in it and it was so cool. Well, Maurice's dad was also named Maurice. And so it was Big Mo and Little Mo. Now, Big Mo was a bodybuilder and physical trainer. So the dude was just like, just a tank. I mean, he was, he was shorter than me, but weighed like 250 and he was just pure muscle, just pure muscle. And this guy was like really intense. Like, do you know those people that are in your life that just go 100% on everything? Like just everything, like they're all out 100%. This is that, that, that Big Mo was that kind of guy. And so we're paintballing and Maurice, Little Mo and I are on the same team. And we're going down this long corridor and we're sneaking, you know, because we don't know who's, who's around the corner or whatever. We're sneaking and all of a sudden, boom, boom, we get lit up from behind. And we're just like, oh, we turn around and no one's there. And we're like, something is up. Because we just got like, we heard the shots and we got hit all over back. So we like, let's go that way. So we're sneaking. And then boom, we get hit again. And we're like, what? No one's there. And no joke, I see like this dark flash that goes like over my head and I'm like, Phew. I'm like, I feel like I'm in a haunted house. And what ended up, what we ended up discovering happened is Big Mo climbed on top of the walls and he's jumping on top of the walls, just shooting kids in the face. He's like, and he'd sit there and perch and then he'd load again. And then he'd be back up and he'd creep on top of the walls. The walls are like this big. It was insane. He was, it was, it was a terrible, terrible experience for me. But it was one of those really funny moments that you only get with best friends and you get close to their family. And what we're doing uh, here in 4640, we have this series that we're calling Circles. And it's your circles of friends that are around you. And the people that you surround yourself with will influence you in your life, whether it's for the good or for the bad. The people that come into your life are either in your life for a reason, for a season, or for a lifetime. Because when I look back right now with my, my friendship with Maurice, I think we're still Facebook friends. That's it. And you guys are going to have best friends right now that you may not have a year from now, or five years from now, or 10 years from now. People are going to come in and out of your life. And it's this series that we kind of base this on as circles is like, we need to protect our circles. We need to have our circles. And so there's three different kinds of circles here. And uh, the inner circle, and we got some, some crudely based um, circles here, uh, but the inner circle is the bestie circle. All right, the best, that's your best friend. The most trust you have with someone is your bestie. They know the most about you. They're the person that you go to for your, with your issues and the things that, are, that just suck in your life and the things that are great, you experience that with them. And then the outside one after, after, after bestie is friend. And those are the people that you spend 
a good amount of time with, but they don't know every single thing about you. But you do still hang out with them, um, even on one-on-one situations um, at different times, but they're not your best, best friends. And then you have your acquaintance circle, the very edge. And those are just people that maybe are just in your class, that you know them, like you're on a first-name basis, but you, don't, you rarely hang out with them one-on-one. And you don't go out of your way to try and call them up and stuff like that. But they know you and you know them. Those are the three, those are the three circles that we have of friends. Now, last week, we went into um, this, this whole series because the, the average of your five closest people around you will be your average. So you are the average of the five closest people. So uh, last week, we did this. How many of you guys made it here last week? All right, if you didn't listen to the podcast, it is, is so good. It is so good. And we go into this a lot more in a lot more detail. But can everybody see this board? Okay, we're solid enough. I'm gonna uh, go through it a little bit. So I have uh, some friends on here, Brittany and Brandon, Joe, Sarah, Jail, and they average out here. And so like basically if I'm the average of their scores um, in academics, meaning in school, then I'm like a 6.8, which is like a D plus. <laughs> so not, not, not solid, all right? Um, and then as far as like how they treat their parents, uh, 6.6, uh, D, just a D, just a flat D. Um, and then spiritually, I'm the spiritual average of the five closest friends around me. I'm a 5.8. That's just, just over 50%. That is not, not good. And then as far as making good choices, the friends around me, I have averaged out just right in the middle. 50%, which is an F in school, just so you know, all right? So if we're basing um, all of this on that, then this can be used in a bunch of different ways. Like, it doesn't just have to be used like this. You can grade each other um, in, in your friends in a lot of different ways, but these are the ones that we're gonna look at tonight because I believe that um, spiritually and just for our life, that these are some of the most important categories to do this in. This entire series is based around this one verse in 2 Corinthians. And we find our criteria and how we decide who should be closest to us biblically. And it says um, in this verse, do not be unequally bound together with unbelievers. Do not make mismatch alliances with them inconsistent with your faith. For what partnership can righteousness have with lawlessness? Last week, we kind of looked at this, this idea of being unequally yoked. Or if you are, have friends, especially your best friends, you go through life together, right? Like you go through stuff together. And so what this Bible verse is saying is that you're bonded together. And if I'm, if I'm up here spiritually and one of my closest friends is down here spiritually and we're bonded together and we have to get through something, who's gonna do all the work? Me. And I, I'm gonna be actually drugged down to a different level because I'm bonded to them. But if I am equally bonded to my friends, meaning we're, we're in the same realm, we're gonna be able to push each other to greater feats. And we're gonna be able to push each other to be better people in any of these areas. It could be anything. It doesn't just have to be spiritual. But, so we're trying to surround ourselves with the people that will help us be better people. Proverbs 27, 17 says it a really awesome way. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Now, I believe that when we're on the same level and we're equally bound together, we will sharpen each other. You're only gonna get better at the same time. If someone close to us is constantly dragging our average down by drinking, by doing drugs, by having sex, by cussing, by bullying, by being hot-tempered, by treating their parents horribly, things like that, not coming to 4640 or church on Sundays, 
Instead of sharpening each other, I believe that we are dulling each other. I believe that we are actually getting duller because we're being pulled down to a different level than what Jesus actually wants us to be and calls us to be. So what happens when we look at the people around us and especially the people that are closest to us in our circles and we don't like what the scores say? Because last week we talked about choosing our friends wisely and using this to choose them. But what if we look at this and our friends around us now aren't scoring very high? I believe it is time to make a change at that point. It's time to make a change. It's time to move some people out of our circles and so we can bring our averages up. And just like the verse in Proverbs says, we can sharpen ourselves opposed to being more dull, to dulling ourselves down. Now, there are two ways to cut some, some friendships out of your life. There are two different ways to cut some friendships. The first one is pretty simple. Start to create some distance between you and them. All right, just create some distance between you and the person that has some low scores. And all you gotta do is just stop kind of hanging out with them. Uh, don't go to the places you know they're gonna be at, things like that. The second way you can cut them out is to actually have a conversation with them and say, yo, I can't hang out with you anymore. That gets awkward quick, but it's super effective. <laughs> super effective. It happens very fast and everything. But I want to show you guys what this can actually look like. So I'm going to call um, my friends out here, and we're going to look at what this actually entails. Um, so I believe you guys know where you should be standing. There's the inner circle here. Inner circle. <laughs> you look wonderful. That's good. All right. Oh. <laughs> nice. All right. So what we're going to do right now is we are going to look at the scoreboard, and then we're going to look at where our peop my, my friends are at my, um, my chart here. But the first thing I want to really stress, and I want everybody to, to focus on this, is that the only way this whole thing works is if we place the one that's truly at the center of our lives there. If Jesus is on the throne of our hearts, if Jesus is truly at the center of everything, that's the only way this works really well. Because I believe the enemy is gonna make me see different scores. Because the enemy wants negative influence into my life. The enemy wants me to be pulled down into evil. The enemy wants me to not succeed. But if I bring Jesus at the center of my heart, I'm gonna see clearly. And I'm gonna see what he really wants me to do, and what I really want to do to please him. So right now, what I want to do is let's pray. We're going to pray right now. Jesus, God, I pray that you can give us eyes to see and ears to hear. God, I pray that you can show us, um, Lord, what's going on in our lives. But above everything else, Jesus, we place you at number one. You are number one, God. I place you on the throne of my heart. And, and, and Father, I pray that you can be on the throne of every single heart here. And Jesus, I pray that we can feel your peace and your love as you reign from that place. In your heavenly name, amen. amen. All right, so what we're going to do is let's just uh, look at these scores, and then we're going to look at what these, um, are my friends of mine, represent. Now, obviously, their names are up here, but these do not reflect their actual life choices, okay, like in real life. This is not what Joe's really like. JL, this is exactly what you're like because you're, you're awesome. You're my boss, and I'm not going to give you tens. Uh, <laughs> so, awesome. Uh, but just so you know, the negative stuff is a representation of what we can see in our lives. All right, so let's look at Brittany, first of all. Um, academically, she's a six, which is D. So, yep, you're welcome. Uh, Parents-wise, is seven. That's a C. That's pretty decent. I think you treat your parents pretty well. Um, spiritually, you're at like a five. 
and bad choices are three. Yeesh. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at her character and see why, like, what, what these, why these scores reflect that way. And I look at, at Brittany and I see a megaphone. This megaphone really represents gossip. Do you have that friend that gossips about everything, anything, that just wants, like, saying be people's beards are weird and things like that, right? Beards are awesome. But you have those people in your life, you have those people in your life that gossip. They tell lies, they spread rumors, and they live for it, don't they? Now, she also has on her this sad face emoji because have you ever had that negative person in your life that just brings everything down, that just wants to like be a downer, always sees the negative and everything like that? That's why Britney's scores reflect that. That's why Britney's scores reflect that. So the first thing that I said that we can do is create distance. So when I see this negative influence in my life, and, and I, don't, I obviously don't want to be lied about to other people and gossiped about. I, she keeps pulling me negatively down. And if I'm at the center here and she's in the, in the friend group, I, I, I spend a lot of time with her. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to just create some distance. I'm just going to create some distance. I'm going to take myself out of situations where I would see her a lot. Now, if you're in a class with her, that's, you know, if you're in a class with that person, that's one thing. But you, I'm going to stop talking to her. I'm going to stop calling her up. And I'm going to just start creating distance. And at some point in time, you'll start to drift apart. You'll, you'll start to drift apart. And most of the time, you'll end up just exiting like that. And it, it's kind of anticlimactic. And, and, and when you start creating distance, sometimes it doesn't always come to a conversation, to a point where you actually need to talk to them. So that's one way to do it, is just to, just to create some distance, all right? Proverbs 14, six and seven says, a mocker seeks wisdom and never finds it but knowledge comes easy to those with understanding. Stay away from fools, for you won't find knowledge on their lips. Gossipers, you don't find knowledge on their lips. You don't find knowledge on their lips. So that's what the Bible talks about people like that. And that's why negative influence in your inner circle is not good. All right, let's uh, take a look at Brandon's scores here. So Brandon over here academically scores a nine. Pretty good. That's, that's a A minus, I like it. Um, parents wise, 10. All right, great relationship with your parents. Spiritual-wise, he's an eight, knows Jesus, which is really, really good. Um, and then choices-wise, he's a seven. That's, that's pretty decent. He makes some good choices. And so he's on my acquaintance circle right now. And so as I, as I look at the people closest to me, I want you to under, see, the, see the opportunity that if someone is scoring good, if you do the opposite of what I just did to Brittany, and you, and you start creating some more, more times that you can hang out with them. And you just start bringing them a little bit closer. And as you, as you continue to talk to them and, oh, your nickname is Madeline, sweet. Um, and as you continue to talk to them, then they're just gonna become, you're gonna, you're gonna become friends. You're gonna become closer friends. And if I start surrounding myself with better, better statistics, my average immediately goes up. All right, so hop on in one more ring there. So Brand's a little bit closer now. It's really, really good. Really good. All right. <clears throat> now we get to we get to Sarah. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip. Joe, I'm gonna go to Sarah real quick just to get that outer ring done here. Now um, Sarah looks like the Grim Reaper kinda. Um, academically, she's an eight. Okay, that's not that's not terrible. Parents wise, she's a three. Yeesh. Not not a good relationship with her parents. Um, she's a five with spiritual and a five with good choices. And so now I'm gonna look at her character, why those scores reflect that, and I see that she is a very angry person. What? All the time. Why? Like when what? I think about Sarah, I think of just the biggest bully. Like she's put my head in toilets multiple times. Yeah. Um, and so 
When I look at it, maybe she has the academic score of eight because her teachers are so afraid of her. Yeah. Um, I don't know <laughs> what it is, but let's see what the Bible has to say on surrounding ourselves with angry people or surrounding ourselves, letting, letting people like that get in. In Proverbs 22, it says, don't befriend angry people or associate with hot-tempered people or you will learn to be like them and endanger your soul. And endanger, the Bible is super, super upfront about this. Meaning if I continue to surround myself with people that fly off the handle like crazy, don't hit me like we rehearsed, okay? Don't do that. Uh, but if you surround yourself, you'll, be, you'll end up becoming more like them. And so the, the Bible's very clear on that. So if I do the same sort of thing, I'm just gonna start creating distance again. What? I'm gonna start creating distance. But sometimes that doesn't just work and you might get a little bit of a blowback, especially from someone that's super angry. <laughs> but I encourage you. <laughs> you look so angry. This is smoke coming out of your ears. Stick to your guns. Stick to your guns on it. Continue, continue to, to pull away, to distance yourself, to remove you, yourself from situations where you might see them and eventually they will leave. All right, so now we got Joe. Now we got Joe. Now Joe's in my <laughs> Joe's in my bestie category here, and <laughs> yeah, besties. That's good. All right, so he's in my bestie category. So what that means is he has the the most influence on my life. Like I, I've gone to him with things that have hurt me, and, and I've gone to him th to things that are, are, are deep parts of my heart, and I, I trust him with those things. And this is the type of person that Joe represents. Like, if you look at his scores on an academic, he's a one. Like, look, hold up your report card. <laughs> You're not yeah. supposed to cheer for that. F minus. Cheer for Brandon. I work okay. hard for that minus. Not everybody can get out of the little dash there at the end. All right. The best. For parents, he's a three. I heard about some about dishes and washers and stuff like that. I love my mom. Um, spiritual, he's a one. I want to stress this a little bit. Like if, if someone that is in your inner, innermost circle that's giving you advice about your life that doesn't know Jesus, it's always going to be opposite to what we hear at 4640, to what we hear from Jesus. And if, if you have that person influencing your life, what that looks like in your life, seriously, guys, that's someone that's gonna, when you come to them for answers, they're gonna come to you like with alcohol, with weed, with, with cutting, I have it. with depression. I mean, I've heard stories of, of, of people like a friend like this will encourage you to do terrible things. <laughs> like that. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I bet. But you don't know what it is. So having that sort of person in our inner circle is, is crazy. This is what the Bible says about it. In 1 Corinthians 15, it says, don't be fooled by those who say such things for bad company corrupts good character. I think a lie from the enemy can be this, that you know what, it's not worth it. I'm gonna stick it out because I'm a good person. I believe you are. But if you're in the company, you're letting people that influence you that are this negative, the Bible just says you're gonna get corrupted. At some point in time, you're gonna get corrupted. You, you're not, like, you, you can't, as no matter how good you are, if you let this sort of an influence in your life, you're going to get drugged down. You're going to get drugged down. And so at this point in time, because he's a bestie, I can't just give distance. Because if I just give distance to someone that I was super close with, at some point, they're going to be like, they're going to follow me. 
Come on. Yeah, because I was close to him at one point. So we have to have what's called kind of like a breakup, a breakup sort of conversation. <laughs> and that can look a lot, it can look a lot like this, okay? So, Joe. What? Okay, I, I pulled you aside here for a reason. You know what? Jesus is super important to me right now in my life. And, and I'm really trying to follow what he says and, and do what, what he wants me to do because he, he loves me, man. His love is, is crazy. And it seems like every single time we hang out, that happens. And um, every single time we hang out, we, we end up doing something that I get in trouble for or something. So I just gotta, Friday I gotta stop. Night. You wanna hang out Friday night? I, gotta, I can't hang out with you anymore. Saturday night. I can't hang out with you Saturday night either. I, I gotta stop. I can't hang out with you anymore, man. I'm sorry, but I gotta do what's right for me right now. And it's important to me. Jesus is super important to me. And I need to start making better choices. So I just, I just can't hang out with you anymore. <laughs> I can't. Whoa. I did choke slam someone earlier, so. Was that smooth? No, it wasn't. And honestly, I'll tell you that it's gonna get messy. It's not gonna be easy. It's not gonna be a super wonderful experience by any means, but I do wanna share with you this one, one quick story. That when I was in, in high school, I started dating this girl named Danielle. And Danielle was someone that didn't know Jesus. She didn't know Jesus at all. And I dated her for five and a half years. Five and a half years where I knew Jesus and she didn't. And at that point in time, when the, that five year rolled around, I felt Jesus in my heart saying, you have to cut this relationship out of your life. There's no room for me in it. I'm not in the center. This person is pouring into your life and it's not good. And, and so at five and a half years, I mean, I, I, at four years, I was thinking about being engaged with her. I was thinking about it at four years. But I followed Jesus leading in my life, and I broke up with Danielle, and she didn't even understand why. She didn't even know God. And I said, God, God's leading me to, he's leading me to something, and I just can't do this anymore. I can't, I can't be with you anymore. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I broke her heart, and it broke mine to do that. But two weeks after I broke up with her, she accepted Jesus as her Lord and Savior. See, God's always working, and he loves every single person that's ever been on anybody's maps. He loves every single heart. And the reason that we can do this, that we cut the bad stuff out of our lives, is for, because Jesus loves us so much and because we want to be there for Jesus. We want to choose him. And even when it sucks to do Jesus can work through it. Even when it's really hard and really awkward, the Bible says that God works all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. You don't know what God's gonna do, but if God is calling each and every one of us to pursue his heart by cutting out the bad influences in our lives, it will work out for good, always. All right, give it up. Give it up for everybody, thank you so much. And right there, yes, the averages completely changed to, no, oh, there it is, 9.5. She can do the averages for us. Now, Jail right there, she represented the person that 
you want to protect in your inner circle. If you got someone that scores that high, that, that knows the Lord, that can encourage you to greatness, I think part of cutting people out of your life is also preventing bad influences from coming into your life. And so all of a sudden, with the people that I cut out, I'm at a 9-5, a 10, a 9, and an 8-5. That's, that's the best possible scenario for me. I'm gonna only be sharper and sharper and sharper. Because the reason we do this is because God can always work for the good and that you guys are worth it. You guys are worth it. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for who you are, God. I pray that we can understand, Jesus, that you're not trying to take our friends from us, but Jesus, you are trying to love us. You're trying to be closer to us. And so, Father, I pray that each and every one of us in this room can hear your heart, that you want to be close to us, that you are radically after our hearts. And when we have these, these, these bad influences in our life, Jesus, I pray we can just give them to you. We can cut them out of our life and we can let you have them. God, I pray that you bless every single one of us. God, bless all of us um, tonight and this week. And I pray that as we um, see and we put you on the throne of our heart, we can see these influences, create distance, and we can have the conversations that we need to. In your heavenly name, God, amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.